Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. I think you probably like and agree with what we're talking about today, but so what do we do about that? I'm Justin, the online pastor here at Mariner's Church, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast. October 3rd, we're talking about being the heir. Now, I love this. I love this topic. It's one that that not only excites me when I read it, but I think a lot of people are going to agree with this. This is, this is simple stuff, okay? This is simple stuff. When we become part of God's family, when we become part of the family, we are an heir to all of the Father's stuff, just like it would be in your family. Maybe you have a, a family will. Maybe you have you know a family estate plan. Um, whatever it may be. And in that, you kind of have the plan for what you're doing with your stuff when you go on to the next world that, you know, to be, you know, with God and, and Jesus and, you know, Moses and all, all everyone in heaven. And when you go on to that world, all the stuff you have here, there, you probably have something. And hey, by the way, if you don't have something, you should have something. Me and my wife have something. You know, if something happened to us tragically, we want it to be clear what our wishes are, not only for who's going to take care of our four kids, which, you know, is kind of a blessing and a punishment, depending on, you know, the, the lucky someone who's gonna, who's going to have four kids if something happens to us. But they're all great, by the way, and they're in their potty trained. So you're going to love them. But but, you know, the, the possessions, the things you have, maybe there's real estate involved, maybe there's investments involved, maybe there, there's boats or nice cars or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, you have some kind of a plan for how you're going to work that stuff out. Well, when you are so you understand the concept of it. So when you are a son or daughter of God, when you're part of that family, you are going to be inheriting the father's stuff. You are welcomed in as part of the family. And in, in scripture, it talks about us as co-heirs with Christ, that, we, that we're not lesser than, that when God the father looks at his kids, Jesus is right there, we're, you know, I'm going to be right there, you know, Jonah, Moses, you know, David, you know, Bathsheba's going to be there. Her husband, Uriah, is going to be there. That's going to be kind of dicey. Like, all, all, everyone's going to be there. And here's what's so exciting. That even though we are screw-ups, even though we are sinners, even though we make mistakes, the devotional refers to this, even though it sounds ludicrous and wild, we are welcomed in. Everyone who's listening is like, yes, give me more of that. I agree. I love that. I love that when when I am adopted into God's family, I am an heir to all of the Father's stuff that I'm welcomed in. I'm a full part of the family, and I'm not a less than part of the family. I'm not a distant cousin in the family. I'm not like three quarters removed and then kind of like, you know, just some weird org chart of family. I'm kind of there at the bottom in the corner. No, no. I am right there in the throne room with God the Father. We have standing with God. As part of the family, we have standing with God. You know, there's a show that I, I've referenced before. And whenever I reference the show, I always get emails, okay? Emails not telling me like, oh, this is a terrible show. You shouldn't be watching that show. Emails like correcting me on some of the things, the points I've gotten wrong while explaining the show. And the show's called Game of Thrones, okay? I've never seen, I think I've seen one episode, but I've seen a lot of clips on Instagram. So I feel like I kind of get the idea of the show. And I saw this one clip recently and just so fortuitous because it's perfect for this, where they're talking about um, this king, all right, Joffrey, not a great guy, all right, not a great guy, made a lot of bad decisions. 
and he takes the iron throne after his uh his father passes away now there's some complexity there i'm not going to get all the details of you know his, his father and who his father is um if you've seen the show you kind of know what the deal is jamie lannister ooh but they're basically saying to this joffrey guy hey i you have no claim to the throne you have no standing to be king and he's like well that you know that doesn't sound right. Like, we should probably, you know, behead you for saying that because I'm the king and that's what the king does. He, he's not a great king, okay? We've talked about him before. But the idea that he doesn't have standing as the king, that he doesn't have a claim to the throne, that makes sense. Okay, I get that. And, and I get the imagery of that. You know, I get that if I, you know, if I suddenly pass away, my wife suddenly passes away, and as they're kind of reading through what, what me and her put together, you know, as it pertains to our family, if some random person walked in off the street and said, hey, I, you know, I'm here. What's Justin leaving me? Like, do I, do, I get his, do I get his triathlon bike? Do I get like all like his super cool collection of man camp coins that he's gotten collected from all the man camps he's been to? Uh, shout out to uh, men's ministry. You know, what do I get? And the answer would be, we don't get anything. You're a stranger walking in off the street. You have no claim to any of this. And it's completely reversed with God. That w- that he actually, well, he calls people in from the streets. Can you imagine this? He's there. Jesus is there on the streets. And, and he gravitates to the sinners, the mistake makers, the, the ludicrous. Like, it's totally ludicrous that these people would be in the throne room with God the Father. And these are the people that Jesus is pulling in. These are the people that walk in and say, well, uh, can I be part of the family? And God says, absolutely, you can be. Not only can you be part of the family, you, you are a co-heir with Christ in the family. Welcome. Everyone listening is probably excited by this. They're thankful for this because they know you know yourself. You know you've made mistakes. You know that as a sinner, to be welcomed into the Father's throne room is significant. Here's my question. Knowing that, what do you do differently? What do you do differently knowing you've been welcomed into the throne room, that you are a co-heir with Christ what do you do differently? You know, take someone who is not a follower of Jesus. They're not a follower of Jesus. They they don't go to, to uh, any church. Maybe they have no faith at all. Maybe their faith is in themselves. They think they can solve all their problems. And we know as Christians, right, that that's a, that's a fool's errand. That is an impossible task. That's why Jesus needed to come and die for our sins, because we couldn't do it ourselves. But imagine that person. But imagine they know some stuff about the Bible. They know, like, hey, well, listen, you call yourself a Christian. You know, I see the tattoos and everything. Um, yeah, I know you got a bunch of Bibles on your bookshelf behind you. But it says in the Bible that you're a co-heir with Christ, that you're part of God's family. But if that's the case, why do you act like and then fill in the blank? Now, listen, I'm not being hard on any one person. So when you hear that, I don't want you to think I'm, I'm, I'm picking on you because I'm not. Here's what I am saying, that there needs to be and should be, and I hope that there is, and I encourage there to be a deep humility around the fact that we are co-heirs with Christ. It, we, we walk into the throne room when we stand next to Christ, looking up at God the Father. We are co-heirs. I want to emphasize this so much, that that inheritance of acceptance, of the welcoming in, is not for us to hoard to ourselves and to let that puff up our chests in a form of pride. It actually is is an exciting invitation 
to go and do likewise. See, because there is no limit, there's no capacity limit to who is part of God's family. You know, I, I, uh, I have an amazing uh, mother and father-in-law and they, they love me and they accept me and they've welcomed me into, into the family for sure. hundred percent. Um, my mother-in-law, I think welcomed me in pretty early on. And I think by the second grandkid, my, my father-in-law really, really warmed up to me. And I say that jokingly because I know he listens to this podcast and I love him very, very much. And here's a couple things about him. He is one of the hardest working guys I know. He has, he had a vision for his life at a young age and he, he executed that vision with his wife. Uh, they did it together. It's a be- they've been married almost 50 years. I cannot wait to help plan their 50, 50th anniversary celebration when that day comes. He's worked very hard and he has been successful at it. So not only has he worked hard, he's been successful at it. To the point that when when he, he and and uh, and my mother-in-law do move on to what's to the next, um, which will be in the throne room with Christ as a co-heir because he's my father-in-law and mother-in-law are part of God's family. They will be li- leaving something to us. We will get an inheritance. Now, here's what I know for sure about my father-in-law, and here's what I know for sure about God the Father, that my father-in-law's intentions and the inheritance he will leave us is not for me and my wife to take it and go to Vegas and put it all on black. It, his intention is not for us to take it and say, you know what, we, we've been we've been kind of living frugal. We've been, you know, we've been you're driving a Ford Explorer, you know, and a, and a Silverado. You know, there's nice, there's nice cars, right? There's nice cars. We got this inheritance now. Let's go get some Ferraris. Let, let's just go get some. Let's just spend it all on Ferraris, even if it's just one Ferrari. Let's just get it. We'll share it. Two seats. Let's do it. He he wouldn't want that. That actually would be a disappointment to him. Now we will still get the inheritance. He loves us like that. But if you were to ask him after the fact, or even honestly before the fact, if you pulled him aside and said, "Hey, you know, I, I heard when Justin and Brittany get the inheritance, they're going to go buy a Ferrari," he would be grieved by that. He'd be disappointed as he should be, that that actually the inheritance he'll leave will be something that will impact the lot, you know, our lives, the lives of his grand, his grandkids, which our kids, and that hopefully we have a long vision for our lives that we're also looking toward our own grandkids one day. And we're being wise with the inheritance we're left and we're being generous with it. Then I think of God, the father who gives us this incredible inheritance, one that we're not deserving of, by the way, because we're sinners. The fact that he would welcome these sinners, these mistake makers into the throne room and give us this inheritance. And then for us to take this inheritance and then just hold it to ourselves, knowing that all are welcomed, that that would that would probably disappoint him. That would grieve him. You know, everything I read about Jesus and I, and I read a bunch, I actually in, in, invite you to just but take, a couple, take a couple hours, like open up the gospels, start reading the words of Jesus. If you, do it at least once a year that you're filling your mind with the words of Jesus, the actions of Jesus, the things that he did. And you will see that he gravitated toward the, the outsider and the mistake maker. And he invited them into something by name. He reached out his hands. He pulled people into God's family. I want us to be like that. I want us to be co-heirs when we're standing next to the savior, we're standing next to Jesus. We can look over at him and say, Hey, I try. I tried to continue what you what you started. I, I did my best. I, I didn't do it like you, because there's only one Jesus, and that's you. Thing is, we need we needed you, of course, but I did it. I did it as best like you as I could. 
I told people about you. I invited people to get to know you. I talked about you. I shared you with people. I, I, I didn't hold it to myself. I didn't hold this inheritance. This I didn't hold it to myself and keep it hidden. I actually shared it as much as I could. I tried to continue what you started. That's how I use my inheritance. Man, That let that be our story. Let that be the legacy that we leave. We are heirs, co-heirs with Christ. All are welcomed. So get to it. I'm Justin. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. No matter where you are, no matter how you're joining us, you are part of Mariner's Church and we love you. Have a great day. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.